Spirit Anime Cast. You have been listening to Raisin de Etre by Nightmare, and that is the OP for Claymore, which is a show that we're going to be talking about today. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here as always with Chris. Yo, you mean we're going to be talking about Claymore? Finally talking about Claymore. Nah. It's taken us... When is this released? Back in uh, (laughs) 2007, it has taken us seven seven years to finally decide to review this. It's been a long, epic journey. There's a total of 26, I guess, month-old, long show episodes. That's why it took us this long. But yeah, we're from the otakuspirit.com website. You can go there for our news reviews and of new and old anime, including Claymore, if you consider Claymore old. Um, you can also find our community on there, our forums, uh, with a bustling community of people uh, discussing different shows uh, currently airing. There's some people talking about older shows. A lot of great discussion there, and we appreciate everybody that's part of a community. Um, but yeah, right now it's it's all about Claymore. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. I was kind of excited about reviewing this one. We got a lot of uh, requests on the forums to re- uh, review this particular show. Uh, it was an old uh, favorite of mine back when in 2007-ish. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited to actually talk about the show. Um, I got the Blu-ray release of it. Um, it is a uh, release by Funimation. Uh, and they pretty much up it to 1080i, um, so it's not an actual native Blu-ray show. Um, but yeah, it's, it's got a good quality to it, uh, but the only downside to the uh, Blu-ray release was that while the English dub version of it is in 5.1 uh, Dolby Surround Sound, uh, the Japanese side of it is only uh, stereo, so keep that in mind if you're looking to purchase it. Um, we'll get more into the quality aspect of it as we go forward. Um, starting off, we're going to go into the plot of this show, um, which this is takes place on a medieval kind of island setting. Uh, there's these... It's pretty much this entire area is plagued by what they call Yoma, and these Yomas are pretty much like monstrous beings, uh, kind of like demons. And they kind of consume humans for, you know, consumption purposes. Um, they can also shapeshift into humans so that they can disguise themselves, live amongst the humans in their village, and eat their people without them even knowing about it, or they know about it, but they just don't know how to get rid of it. Uh, but humans, normal humans, can't fight these Yomas. They're too powerful, they're too strong. 
Um, so instead, there's this organization, only known as The Organization, that has managed to infuse humans with uh, Yoma parts or blood or whatever. I don't think they really got the specifics of it, but they, they basically are creating from humans half Yomas. So, and they, the humans kind of call these, uh, they're usually women, uh, they call these women uh, Claymores, humans do. Um, they're not necessarily called Claymores by the organization. They're just people know them by that. Um, most other people know them as the Silver-Eyed Witches because they have silver eyes. Uh, they're pretty much distinctly known as that. But they're usually mocking about. They always have blonde hair. Uh, they always carry these gigantic Claymore swords. Um, so they're just they're kind of iconic. People know usually know what these Claymores are. Uh, but people also fear these claymores because they're half yomas. They're they're afraid of them because they think they're they're half beasts, basically. They're half murderers. Um, but the the claymores don't usually mind. They usually come in, they do their job, and they leave. Uh, what essentially happens is, is when a village is under attack by these uh, yoma, they'll usually uh, kind of petition to the organization to send them a claymore. Claymore comes in, kills the yoma because uh, they can smell them, they can find them, hunt them out, and kill them. They they're able to distinct distinguish what a human is and what a, a disguised yoma is, which humans can't do. Uh, so that attribute of them helps them hunt them better. Um, once they do their task, they kill the yoma. Um, they just leave from that point. Usually, the the villagers are kind of going, "Hey, wait, wait, wait! Here's here's your money for the job you did." And they're like, "You know, just just there'll be a guy come by later. He'll ask for the money. You give him the money, and that's it. And they'll just walk away." They they joked one time that if you don't pay them then good luck to you because pretty much it's we're never coming back kind of yeah, thing pretty much <clears throat> so it's an interesting world they created um the yamas are definitely uh made out to be quite uh destructive um the claymores have distinct personalities amongst them uh usually they're kind of cold and and reserved but sometimes you'll have some that are a little more crazy uh overpower or more Cocky, I guess, is the, is the is the best way to put it. Um, but it, it's essentially the centering around those basic ideas. I don't I don't want to go too far into it. Um, I think we'll, we'll have a spoiler cast after this this episode airs. But the, it, it's kind of limited what we can talk about because a lot of the kind of midpoints in the show, a lot of the uh, the the reasons for what the characters are doing later on in the show really result revolves around a lot of spoilers that we don't want to get into. So that gives you an idea. Um, I overall like the story. I love the setting. I love the medieval setting. Um, I like the characters that they had involved. Um, kind of, sort of, minus uh, Rocky. I didn't really particularly... I think he served a good purpose in creating this... Uh, creating the, the viewer's perspective. He goes into the situation. He helps kind of... Uh, learn things as we're learning them. He's kind of prodding Claire to uh, kind of reveal certain aspects. He creates that dialogue between Claire, whereas we would just be following her and she would never be talking. So he, he does serve a purpose. Um, I probably would have prepared, uh, kind of hoped that they would rather have a maybe a second claim or with her or something like that to kind of do that kind of talk, but... He he serves his purpose, so I don't I don't want to bash on him too much. Um, but he d- he is he does have that Shinji itis about him. Um, he, not too bad though. I I've I've watched this course he's, back in two thousand seven. He's a level two Shinji. What's what's Shinji? 
Shinji is level 10. Okay, so that's not too bad. All right. I, I fought you there. I was I was going more for Shinji's like 100, and he would be like a 10. I would I would say 20. I, I'd go on a 100 scale here. If you go on a 100 scale, he'd, he'd be around the 20 level. Okay. That would be about he's, 2. He's ahead. a level 20 Shinji. <laughs> but... Like I said, I, I don't want to. I don't want to bash him too much because I. I do think they. He is a lot more quiet and not as annoying as I remember him being back when I watched it in two thousand seven ish. Um, but, and he doesn't really bother me too much throughout the entire show. It's really just about the, the later points in the show where he does kind of get annoying. Um, but, that aside, um, he's probably the only character that I really kind of question. The rest of the characters I really enjoyed. Um, Claire, of course, is uh, does have a lot of dynamic to her character coming from where she was at the beginning towards what she has later on. Um, but <laughs> what's sad is there's a lot of characters I want to talk about, but I can't talk about because they would be uh, sort of spoilers. I guess I can mention Teresa uh, with, with while being vague. Uh, Teresa was probably one of the strongest points in the show. I really enjoyed her as a character. I enjoyed the uh, the journey that she makes. Because the show is pretty much a... The beginning kind of introduces the world... Uh, the second segment kind of introduces Teresa, um, and then the third segment is kind of the build-up towards the end, and then the final segment is pretty much the conclusion. And that whole second segment with Teresa was probably one of the pinnacle points of the show. It's this part of the show that I enjoyed the most. If you, bo- I told Chris earlier, if you if you boxed up that second segment and sold it to me, I would be perfectly happy because it was just an awesome segment of the show. Um. I enjoyed the first, really enjoyed the second segment. Third segment was kind of interesting as well. The final segment, I didn't really enjoy too much. I think it kind of started really dragging out. A lot of the combat sequences weren't as fresh. It wasn't as interesting as the earlier parts. There wasn't as much... um, It went from being more strategic value to the battles to more let's see who can scream them at loudest and get the most biggest aura about them and who will win kind of thing. Um, but overall, I, I just really love the show. I, I enjoyed a lot of the aspects of it. I've been talking way too much. Why don't you talk? Um, on my end, I, I would have to say that, um, how's the best way for me to describe this? I like, I like a lot of this. I love the story. I love the characters. I thought that it was just, Everything has these little intriguing things that you want to go, I want to go into that. And then at some point, it ends up covering it in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Um, I love each, each, every character that they bring in brings in a new a new form of spice to it. Um, from, from Teresa to some of the later characters, which I don't want to call, call out any names right now. Um, Claire was just absolutely deep her dynamics was all over the place i love how how she was constantly adapting to different situations rocky as much as i want to say i you know he's a shinji in in disguise uh he did bring his own flavor to the mix each one of the claymore girls each one of them come coming into it they just added their own little flavor to to stuff i thought that this was a very well told story I downplay Rocky. I want to say Rocky, but uh, Rocky, I, I I downplay him a lot. But he is actually a, a crucial part of the story because without him, Claire also wouldn't see the change that she does. He's kind of like the wrench to throw into the gears. 
if if he wasn't in that village that day, she would just continue on her journey, go to the next village, go to the next village, go to the next village. She would never have that moment where she goes, okay, I'm going to take this 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 detour, and that leads up to everything. So I don't want to downplay him too much. I just I was going more on his personality. No, I agree. I, I he I mean, like I said, I I I threw out the Shinji level too. I mean, there is no 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 arguing the point. He is, but he has old. a reason for it though. I, I agree. I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean, as much as we do- knock on Shinji, as much as we knock on Rocky, they have their reasons. If your entire family is eaten by a bestial monster. And then you watch him. And then you find uh, the out that monster. you can't do nothing about it. And, yeah, and, and, and this... blood's flying everywhere. Things are cutting in half. You probably would be pretty screwed up, too. I mean, we can't really relate at all. So, <laughs> just like Shinji, I mean, if you're standing there on a bridge in front of a gigantic, way awesome mecha that you totally want to jump inside and wreck stuff with, but it's of course you'd be you screaming and crying. It's going to hurt you every time you he get He didn't know that when he was yelling, why, why? But yeah, he does kind of later. Yeah, it it makes sense. We as much we we knock on them on, so yeah. That was that it. I totally just kind of jumped in there and for for right now. I think that until we start picking apart certain parts. I mean, the story wise, I I love the story. I thought it was well told. I love the characters. I think that that's there's there's no real like you said there's there's no real way for us to dig into any particular character without starting to mess with. I do want to. I do want to jump into the claymores themselves. They they do have a kind of ranking system about them. Um, it's based off of forty seven districts, and based on how you're how powerful you, you, you are. You've got to. I mean, can you figure this the 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 ranking system out at all? What do you mean? Okay, I get that the strongest one is 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 number one. I get that, but okay, they said it has something to do with the districts that they cover. But the districts don't really re- reflect the power level. I There's 47 districts, and there's 47 claymores. And they are ranked based on their power. Right. I, would, I do not believe that it's based off of if you are rank 46, and then suddenly they're like, man, you're like super powerful. We're going to make you rank 10 now. They're going to ship you off into 10 rank yeah, area. <laughs> I don't believe that because they're they're constantly kind of intersecting each other. They're constantly being sent right. to go kill this one or go kill and this if thing. One, if one gets killed, does nobody I don't cover understand. rank number yeah, four's area? <laughs> Towards the end there, I kind of wonder. There's a lot of missings. Um, but yeah, with, with how many they kind of go through and how often they intersect each other, I don't believe it's... Unless the districts are very small, which I kind of assume the island isn't humongous because they're... They're constantly running into each other, and they're constantly having to go seek out one, and they're able to find them. If it, if this was like a country size of like United States, I don't think that would ever happen. Having them walk around, it would just you would take you years just to get to you know California from New York or something like that. Um, but yeah, besides the ranking system, I I really kind of enjoyed how they they kind of point out you know the ten the the single digits are the the, the amazing ones. They're like oh if if they're a single digit, everybody takes note. Um, not really the teens for some reason. It's like if, if I was up in the 40s and I seen a teen, I'd be pretty freaked out too. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually the teens one or the 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 single digits are kind of the the revered ones. They're the ones that, since the ranking system is based off of both their potential with their what they call yoki, which is their their yumi power or yomi power. Um, based off that potential, based off their strength, their speed, their intellect, their their leadership role uh, capabilities. That all kind of plays in part of their rank. So 
the the single digits are the ones that are that show that great potential. Uh, the the interesting thing that I found is that later on you kind of get an idea of why they are at the point they are, and that's what kind of fascinated me the most is you start to realize that. And it's not something that's really kind of pointed out in the show, so it's something I don't feel as a spoiler to, to mention. It's just something I kind of took note of. And I might be reading into it too much as well, so don't take it too much. There was an interesting aspect of each of the, the single digits kind of kept showing certain traits that kind of define them over to typical per, uh, typical uh, rank Claymore. And that was kind of like the control that they had. I noticed a lot of them had control over... Because with all the the claymores, they could basically release a little bit more of their uh, their yoma, and let the yoma part of their selves take over their body a little bit more. And there's a fear that if you let it take over too much, you'll come to this breaking point. And the breaking point is essentially where the claymore can no longer bring themselves back to having full human control. And I'm treading really lightly here on the board of spoilers, so bear with me. Um. But the, the single digits are able to kind of control how much they allow in certain arms. Like, if they want to punch something really hard, they'll just let their arm be consumed and just punch real hard. And those little things kind of are revealed over time. And that kind of plays into this whole element of uh, certain characters progressing, which I really did kind of enjoy. Um, but you, you did kind of hit most of it. It's really just a... There's a lot of ish, interesting facets of the show... It seems like the world was really well built. It has a very interesting world, and I wasn't really bored throughout the entire show. As no. much as I didn't enjoy certain parts of it towards a later part, they're constantly chucking you in between story reveals, um, character builds, and battles that you never get really bored. It's, it's, it's nicely paced. Um, so I, I really enjoy that aspect of the show. Um, the animation... Uh, it, this show does have a really interesting style. I like the style to it. Uh, the the Yomas are very unique. I, I'm going to kind of point this out to you, but I'm encompassing everything as a Yoma, just to make it easy. Yep. Um, there are you. bigger Yomas, we'll just say that, and they all have like a very interesting, very weird kind of element to them. They all look unique and interesting except towards like the very later part a lot of the larger yomas kind of look the same um when they start when they start doing larger groups yeah large large (laughs) battles it's like yeah they're kind of starting to look the same (laughs) i think i've seen that one before but the the more they do that that with the claymore girls too so you, you you get a big group of claymore girls and you're like um which one is which now the long the long blonde hair i know that one um but yeah they what I mean is just the designs for the later larger Yomas kind of started getting a little bit uh, copy-paste, but uh, for the most part in the entire show, each of the main Yomas that were the larger types all had a very distinct look to them, and they were very fascinating. Um, and there was even a, an element of... Uh, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I caught myself. Um, yeah, just the the Claymores themselves, they do kind of look the same, but I think that's for a reason. They all are pretty much wearing the same armor, um, they all have the same uh, kind of build to their bodies, so it, I would kind of see them having the same form and structure. Um, th- but usually, you kind of tell them between them by the the style of their hair. Really, is is a th- the key thing. Um, 
but yeah, the the architecture, the world that's kind of set in, I just love everything about the style. How about you? Uh, artwork, I was generally, I generally enjoyed most all artwork. I, I would have, you would be hard pressed to find a point that I was like, eh, nah, not feeling this. Um, I would have to say, like, like, like Andrew was saying, there was some, some parts where, generally towards the end where you start seeing budget, com- uh, start conflicting with uh special effects and you started seeing that that aspect where it started ah, they got to save a little bit of money here so let's not let's not be so put too much detail on too much detail top. in there yeah that um, would be that would be certain there, shots I where mean, there's like a long long away from shot of like claire and she's kind of in this rubble and it's like i don't i don't see her face it's like they just <laughs> kind of decided not to do it i mean it wasn't not not like everywhere. It was just a kind of a, a rare state. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like 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 I'm saying. I mean, overall, the entire show, I can't think of any real point where I was like, "Yeah, that just looks stupid." I and I and I can pick out shows where I've went, "Yeah, that looks really stupid," <laughs> but not not really in this show. So I mean, I generally I was pretty much enjoying myself the entire show. So. The the for the animation side because you're kind of touching on that a little bit now that I I loved a lot of the animation going through the beginning and on into later parts but yeah like you mentioned that they kind of the, it did kind of seem like they had a little bit of a budget issue towards the end and a lot of the battle sequences started turning into a lot of stills uh yeah just not necessarily like stills it was just more like the the panned still shots of characters. Um, movie uh, uh, and stuff a zoom like in uh, shot of somebody as them coming down on somebody, stuff like that. It it just it, it really kind of distracting towards the end, and seen, they kind I of played a lot, a lot of... on on flashbacks towards those last few episodes that kind of got a little bit repetitive. Yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, uh, moving stills in some of the battle aspects. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, they, they, it's it's not a bad thing. I, I they they do a lot of things to make it look animated, but. It's one of those things that you see it. If you see it once, it's not that big of a deal. You, you see, see it a couple twice. Times. You, it's okay. It's annoying, but when you see it like three or four times, it starts going okay. That's yeah. And I also remember seeing a lot of those flashy ding ding dings, but no oh, real that. swords going anywhere. That that does get annoying as well. I get what they're going for. You can't see it because it's so fast, but. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I almost wish they would just just don't get to that point. Don't get to the point where you can't not see how fast they are. Just just why? Just, they don't have to be that fast. I don't care. It's not like suddenly, man, they got to the point where they're just like speed flying everywhere. That's well, that's no, okay. the greatest point no, 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 in the no, entire show. It. No, think it's not it. really. Think about it this way. If they're so fast that that you can't see the sword, wouldn't you hear a drrr, not a ding 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 ding? <laughs> Well, they're kind of sliding, they're, they're dodging every now and then, they'll connect swords. <laughs> um, but what I do really definitely give them credit for is they do have a lot, and this kind of goes in with the style, it, they do have a lot of great shots of, uh, just throughout the entire show, there's a, there's a lot of very beautiful shots of just very good, I want to say camera, uh, camera art or something, but it's really just kind of a... A design choice where you know the 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 shot of somebody from you know down towards the ground next to a wall walking by it's just very artsy in how they choose 
which direction they, they animate the characters, and I really did enjoy that. It definitely gives you a, a unique feel to the show. But yeah, they did it did have a lot of steals. I just don't wanna I don't wanna harp on it too much and sound like we're negative on the show. Um it is just something you have to keep in mind. It's not towards definitely towards the later parts, it wasn't that great of a battle show. It just it started very it, it just started kind of deteriorating. But it never got to the point where I was like, I just can't stand watching this no more. It, it it never got to the point where I wanted to shut it off. It never got to the point where I was kind of getting irritated. It was just there because it, in the next minute it would kind of surprise you with something. So it was it was never nothing, nothing that kind of kept a bad taste in your mouth. So moving on to something that did leave sound. a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> What's oh you yeah I guess going into you want to go to the music first the music track you know let's do take sound it away first let's do sound first. Oh well the the main the main thing that I really want to hit on the sound is I was. I wasn't bothered by the fact that the show was purely stereo banded because I'm running off a uh, a speaker bar. Um, but the problem is that my speaker bar is a good quality. I get I usually kind of amp it up, especially when watching shows like I'll Know a Zero or uh, Fate uh, Unlimited Blade Works, and getting those those real oomphs from the sound, the 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 bass hits that really kind of get into you. Um, the problem that I ran into is we watched the entire show through on uh, the Japanese version with subtitles kind of enjoyed it and sound wise and it wasn't until we went back and said okay let's let's listen to the dub uh get a real idea on based on a couple of, uh, we went through i think four episodes um flipped through a couple of them watched pretty most the most of the other two and it was really just kind of to get an idea of how the dub sound how the sound quality was in the dub version and of course like i mentioned earlier the dub is in uh the, the english track is in 5.1 Dolby Digital Surround Sound. And like I said, even though we're on a speaker bar, it really is the the clarity that you get in the 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 English version versus the Japanese version. It's not that the Japanese version was appalling. It was just, well, you noticed it when you switch over to the 5.1 English that it's just, everything is just so clear. The music really does it just thumps in the bass everything just sounds a lot more clear a lot more impactful and stuff like that and so i mean this is going to be one of those ones where i can say if you're okay with the dub i almost want to recommend watch the dub because you and specifically in this blu-ray release they specifically made the two the 5.1 in the blu-ray you won't find that in the dvd so i don't even think that they had a japanese version well they did have a a blu-ray version but i don't think that they had 5.1 or something but Suffice to say, in our version over here, you will only get either English uh, 5.1 or Japanese 2 uh, stereo. And in that case, if you're okay with the dub, listen to it in the dub. The dub is actually good. I did not have really any problems listening to it. Um, there was only one character that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and that was the one character kind of sounded like she was voiced by a valley girl. She was throwing out the B word and stuff in this medieval world. And it's like, it doesn't make any sense having somebody cussing like there's some Valley girl in California, <laughs> but besides her, put her to the side. I enjoyed all of the voice actors that I heard. It, it sounded great. And just the music and audio and everything just sounded so much better in the 5.1. All right. What's your uh, take? I, I didn't hate the <laughs> dub. But um, I would have to say I didn't care for the voices per se, and I didn't care for the acting. One one particular character that I did I was impressed by her voice was uh, Ilana, 
And uh, she's uh, voiced by Wendy Powell in the English version. And I was actually impressed. I thought she did very well for the I character have... she was chosen for. I also kind of preferred how in the English one they they in the Japanese version when uh when the I would just say when certain when the yomas are are appearing I'll just say that when the yomas are appearing uh well I, I've already mentioned it kind of before when the claymores kind of start giving into uh, giving getting the power from their yoma side their voice starts to drop they get like this little thing going on and of course listening to females do that thing does kind of sound a little awkward. Um, in the English side, it almost seemed like they went instead for kind of a, like a, a, a mixed snake effect, yeah. thing, a snake kind of thing going on with their voice. They, they do kind of get the lower pitch, but not deep, deep pitch. And they just kind of put in like a little bit, kind of like a snake element to their voice. Uh, definitely a lot of editing involved. And I kind of preferred that a little bit more because like I mentioned before, towards the later parts of the show, they really start messing with that a lot. And it kind of is a little off-putting for some of the characters, so I actually kind of like the idea of them doing that not-deep thing, but that really is a, a, a design choice by the original creators, so that is actually more closer to what they originally inspired to have, so you're probably getting the original idea in the Japanese track. Um, not that it really matters too much. Yeah. Now, one, so I, like I said, one, the main point is either side you're wanting to enjoy that both sides are enjoyable. If you if you like the dub, then definitely go with the dub just because of the the music just sounds a lot more better. All right. Um, another thing that I do want to point out on the sound side, I didn't care for when they were powering up the insistence on making that noise of their body crinkling or stretching. Okay. That was very annoying. <laughs> Stop making your body make noise. I don't like that. Okay. Sure. I got what they were going for, but it was, they were so insistent about constantly making that a definite thing that you had to know that their body was stretching or something. I had no clue you were so stuck on that. No, no I wasn't so stuck weird. on it. It was just, it was so annoying and it was constant through the entire show and even <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would be fine probably if they would just, you know, do it. Okay, the first few times, I, I get it. Okay, I'm fine with that. But then they did it for like ten minute stretches where they were powering up, and that so their body was constantly crinkling, and and it was so annoying. <laughs> I don't remember it being that long, but that is. A, a weird thing. Constantly, every time she was powering up and, and her bu muscles were bulging out, and you could hear that muscle or that crinkling in the, in the body. All right. And then the last thing that I have to do are we going to go into music or. Yeah, we can go into music. You've pretty much killed the body stretching part of it. Yeah, I don't want to focus on it. The, let's, none, let's, none of, let's focus on another I, I, negative aspect, Chris. What other negative thing do you want to speak well, on? Well, no. Can, I mean, like I said, <laughs> the story and the characters, I loved it. I love everything. The, the, this is a great show, but those are. this is now nitpicking. These are things that just kind of just irked me through the entire show, but the show is great. I mean, it's worth watching. Um, I would have to say I like most of the music. But this is one of those shows that actually there's this 
something about certain aspects of the music. There was one scene that I looked over at Andrew and I said, this is awesome. I love this music right here. There's other parts where the sound or the music sounds very orchestral and very... Uh, a lot of very awesome orchestral. Very, yeah, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the orchestra they had in this show. And, now, a lot, and a lot of the kind of mixture of kind of guitar and... Uh, Acoustic guitar, and they had a lot of mixed in with electric guitar in yeah. a lot of the battles. Those, those, I enjoyed that, that all that stuff. That was the one that I, that I was telling telling you. I mean, that's that's the point in which it, there was one particular scene where it had this kind of a violin. Was it a violin or a flute? Yeah, and, a lot of flute in it. And and it, and and there was a there was this uh, what is those eight string guitars? It was the the very very acoustic. Yep, acoustic yeah. uh, it, it's it's a really really just an awesome sounding guitar and. They had scenes where they were using that that guitar, and I was like, I love that guitar, and it just it flows so well with the emotion and everything going on. It has that um, that eerie, um, almost a demonic feel to it, and I, I just love the way that it it just plays right into the scenes. Um, now, on the downside for me, there was this tendency to. If, if you've ever heard like a kind of a garage band just goofing around and getting warmed up if you want to say um, they and they'll hit the drums and you'll hear these random noises that um, that just kind of goes with a garage band type lazy do 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 and it it's pretty much the sound that any band makes before they go to actually play actually yeah. <laughs> it's not really a grand garage band thing it, and it's and it's one of those sounds that it, it, it's it, called tuning, tuning whatever you want to call it. <laughs> they they would do this at random points, and I understood what they were going for. They were going for kind of a um, something's coming up type feeling, and I get that. But to me, it just didn't feel right when it would do it, and it was almost like it was okay. I've got you got my attention. What's going on? It just didn't work for me, and it was really kind of off-putting to the situation. Like I said, I knew what they were going for, but that one was kind of off-putting for me. I didn't have any problem like that. The only thing that I really did kind of agree with him on the music, because for me, everything about the music was fine. I enjoyed all the, the scores. There was one track that they had that they really kind of played in that, like I was mentioning, there's four segments. They only really played it in that first and a little bit into the second segment. And after that, they kind of like, they discarded it. You'll never hear it again. And it's kind of like this really weird, um, it's, I kind of, I, I, I put it to Claymore because I've never really heard it anywhere else. I've only heard it in Claymore. And it's kind of like a, it's, it's, you'll, you'll hear it in the background. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm going to probably, I'm gonna probably insert it into the podcast. Actually, actually. It, and it, the, I don't have a problem with it. It was very eerie. It does kind of fit that Yoma. There's a Yoma around any corner kind of feel. It was very eerie. It was very kind of intense. It was only when they would kind of leave the town and go out in the middle of nowhere, and you're just playing it, and it's like, why is this here right now? That completely out of place right here. They're walking up this hill. There's no reason why you're you should be playing the song. So I, it, that was about the only point in which I didn't enjoy it. It was very, it was a good track. Sometimes put in the wrong place, but everything else in the show. Music-wise, I I thoroughly enjoyed so. And wow, Genjikin. <laughs> We're looking at uh, Masanori uh, Takuyumi or Takumi, who is the uh, composer. Yeah. I didn't see what he clicked. 
Yeah, you done Genji Ken, and uh, I guess the only way that it really fits here is probably Witchblade. The rest of the stuff just doesn't seem like it fits the medieval setting, so... Yeah, I think that this is probably one of his first. I mean, all of those look like they're more recent music or recent shows. Strike Witches, how many years ago was that? Yeah, it was probably 2010. Yeah, most of those shows are pretty much new, so that was probably his... Witchblade is probably the... Was that an older show? Yeah, Witchblade is an older. was older. So, I, I mean, I think that it, it's... it's it, I think that if he was just coming, if he's just coming into his own, I don't, I don't hate him for that. I, I think that the, the music overall was well done. There was just, just a couple of things that I think that, I don't think that he made a very good decision on. So you all know, uh, Takumi, his blood types B. <laughs> <laughs> Why anime news network? Why do you have Probably his blood type? Because they got the information from a magazine in Japan. Yeah, and they Japan, like they, those kind of and things. You know, they're big on that kind of stuff. And chest size, and make sure to check his chest size. I want to see those specs on here. <laughs> that just went off the wrong direction. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of great things there. Um, that, that pretty much covers most of it. Um, but yeah, overall, everything. I, I just really enjoy this show. It is definitely. Um, a lot newer than I originally thought it was. I thought it was a, a early 2000s titles, but seeing that it's now in the 2007 area, um, it's a good show. Like I said, there is, there's some slight downsides to it, but none of it really drags down the fact that this world is a very fascinating world. I enjoyed everything about the Yomas and the Claymores, how they come together, how they're, they kind of progress, um, and just the the elements of the organization, the the laws that the claimers have to follow, um, all those things are just really kind of fascinating and interesting to go into. And like I said, I just really enjoyed the Teresa arc. I thought that was probably one of the, the pinnacle points of the show. Um, but overall, it's just a great show. I I agree. I think that um, I would say that it is definitely a solid suggested show to watch. Um, I I enjoyed. Everything involving the story, everything involving the characters, I, I would you would be hard pressed to point out a character that I didn't like. Um, so overall, I, it's it's just a solid uh, watch. I mean, yeah. not much more to say. I mean, if you do want to check out the show, it is available on Funimation right now. You can watch it for free, or you can watch it if with a subscription. Um, and they, I do believe they also have HD available. Um, I don't know if it's, yeah, well, I guess it would be 5.1 also on English. Um, but yeah, you can find it on Funimation or you can buy the, the Blu-ray box set from Amazon or, or, uh, write stuff. It's pretty cheap. So easy, easy pickup. Um, but yeah, to round things out, we are going to be doing a spoiler discussion on the show. So if you have watched the show, uh, you can join with us in the spoiler segment after the outro music. Um, but yeah, we're going to outro with, uh, Danzai no Hana Guilty Sky, um, by Ryu, uh, Kozaka, and that is the ED for Claymore, uh, which is actually a really good song. I actually really enjoy the, the outro. Um, but yeah, we hope you all enjoyed. Definitely check us out on otakuspirit.com for all of our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime and our community, as well as links to all of our feeds for like Google Plus, Facebook, all that good jazz and our Twitters. Um, definitely give us feedback. If you enjoyed the review or not, check out the article for this episode. Leave your feedback. Um, but yeah, that's, that covers it. you have anything else to say before we lose our, our non-Claymore watchers? 
No. No. Just nothing. No. Just like whatever. Os. Take care, everybody. Um, again, if you want to check out the spoiler discussion, just hang out until after the music. Spoiler discussion for Claymore. If you have not watched the show and you're still listening because you were enjoying that fantastic song, now's the time to run away. Flee for your entire non-spoilered life, I guess. You know what? If you'd like, just go ahead and go watch it and then come back and listen to us. I mean, it's only taking like two hours. No, it'll take like 12 hours. You do like, you know, just fast forward the entire thing. Oh, 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 oh. You could you could like pump it into your head, kind of like um, one of those you know Johnny Mnemonic or Matrix things. You know, just no. <laughs> <laughs> that was so difficult to talk about this show because it's like to explain to somebody to watch the show without talking about Teresa whatsoever is just way too difficult because. Even to kind of hint at the idea that Teresa was with Claire, it blows everything up. But I just enjoyed Claire's story so much. It was just this, and like I said, it was the pinnacle point in the entire this entire show because it was like, okay, here's Teresa. I'm like, okay, and that's that's interesting. And then you're kind of diving into her breaking the or uh, the organization's laws, but she has this girl that she's trying to fight for. She's found this new purpose. And then you're just kind of rooting for her. You're like, I want her to to be happy with this girl that she met. Oh, it's Claire. Okay. I want her to be happy with Claire. Wait, wait. Claire is in the future and there was no Teresa. This is not going to... Of course, I when I first watched it, I didn't really see the death coming because I think it was really... You're just kind of going, you just want them to be together. She's, she's such a great character. Got to keep her around. And then yeah, you kinda, that you happens. Gotta, you kind of hope that there's like... A Teresa or a Mother Teresa <laughs> in a in a house somewhere that 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 yeah, Claire's like going to go back to some yeah. point, you know. Like she gets done at the 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 village helping Rocky out, and she goes out there and just kind of, hey, how's it going? Oh, you're home. Here, I got dinner for you. <laughs> yeah, Mother Teresa. <laughs> she's got her she's got her armor on, and she's got the claymore on her back, and she's just kind of with this pot of. Uh, stew as she sits on the counter. Thanks Come for br- thanks for taking care of my daughter. Did you bring Did you bring the bread home? Oh, I forgot when I killed the Yoma, I dropped it in his blood. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we have like a whole fanfic going on here where claim uh, 
Claire comes home to from her busy, rough <laughs> schedule of work of killing Yomas and goes home and eats dinner with Teresa. And then she brings in somebody I, to I, hear him. I agree. I I think that the Teresa Claire story was just well told. I mean, the 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 story overall was well told. I just I think that that humanized both Claire and Teresa to a point that it made it to where you could actually you could actually understand what's going on with them. You know, I right. I understand why Claire was as emphatic about killing the one horn uh uh Yoma as as much as she was because I understood the the significance of what Teresa did in Claire's life. I think that that was well told. I mean, besides with Teresa and with with Claire's actions throughout the entire show, with her uh, choosing to help certain people with overcoming the Yoma uh, inside them, you kind of start seeing how ter- both Teresa and Claire kind of shake the foundation of the Claymores. They're often like, no, you're supposed to come in here, do the job, and leave. What did she do? She just did this for me, and now I feel like I should be helping her. They really did kind of shake things up a lot of the time. I mean, you had Teresa. uh, She ended up making... uh, What's the one girl? um, The one that gives Claire her arm. Uh, Uh, Ilya. She ended up going in hiding right after uh, the whole incident there. And then helping Claire to... And it sucks that you never really got any closure there. I mean, you assume that she might have died, but they never really... I guess that's something we might find in the manga. Probably. But, I mean, they never really said she died. Mm-hmm. I think... Mean, yeah, you did run... In, they did run into the, the one-eyed uh, Claymore later, so it's not as if she turned around and killed her, so... Um, I, I, I also like the fact that it wasn't... It wasn't like they were trying to shake the foundation. It was kind of like they... <laughs> and I hate... It was just... It wasn't that they were trying to. It wasn't that they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was just that these situations happen around them that somehow shake the foundations. It wasn't that they were, you know, right. It was and with with uh, with Teresa's case. It was just um, I, she found this person to give her better purpose in life. She was happy, as right. as they point out, that she was finally happy, and she ended up killing a bunch of humans to protect her. That caused the organization to have to send people to kill her. They realized what she was going through to, to what she was, that she was happy. That's what Elena actually pointed out was that she was happy. And that was pretty much what pretty much caused her to, to go AWOL is because she realized this kind of thing. I don't think she really mentions it, but it, you would kind of assume that after the sequence events happens, why she would go AWOL after that. She obviously seen something there. So... I don't know. Maybe it might have been the fact that she was missing an arm. She felt that she couldn't be of use of the organization anymore. I don't know. They didn't really dive too far. I don't. That. I don't think that Ilana liked what had happened in yeah. that situation. I, I, I agree. I, I don't think she liked it at all. Um, I, I think that there's just so many, so many nuggets in this show to, to just. It just sucked that we couldn't dive. talk about any of them. <laughs> right? Now we can talk about them, but nobody's gonna listen to this unless they watch the show. Um, I like. I do liked the I liked the a bit the the creature or the the creatures of the abyss. What were they called? Creatures of the abyss. The, the abyss. The, the leaders. The awakened ones. 
Well, they were. They yeah, were but they were yeah, the dark, the awakened some, yeah, dark in the abyss or something like that. Um, you know, I know it really was kind abyss. of labeled here. I know they were the abyss. We'll just say the awakened ones of the abyss. <laughs> the awakened <laughs> ones of the abyss. Um, Isla was one of them, so maybe he his name has got it. I don't know. I just keep talking. You, you're you're going to give me all this stuff that I have He's to... at the top top. Why can't you just keep talking while I'm looking <laughs> for it? I'm trying to talk. No, you're not. You, not just you just stop talking. You stop talking. There you go. Abyss feeders? No. They call me abyss feeders here. <laughs> That's probably Creatures of the abyss. Creatures of the abyss. Okay. Um, anyway, they're um, they're like... The super uh, awakened ones. They're the ones that were level. They were number ones uh, warriors just or claymores just before they they are awakened. And of naturally, nobody can knock out a number one because they're number ones. They're the strongest. And when they turn into awakened beings, that they're naturally just so overpowered that nobody can touch them. So I like the way that they played their stories out. And I even like the fact that they're almost to the point where when they when they start getting their it almost sounds like seems like they were getting their humanity back, the awakened ones, and when they got their humanity back, they just kind of chill. And I especially like the fact that um that the abysses were almost like they're just playing with things because they just know they're just so overpowered that if they like flick their finger, they're going to kill people. So they just kind of like let things happen around them. And they just, I liked the way that they were. Yeah. The creature of the abyss are specifically for, uh, warriors that were sweat, that became, uh, awakened beings. And then four, I got three. And then you can, it was two males and one female, two males and one female. Yeah. Was it two males and one female? I, I was, thought it I said it was two, two males, two, two females and one male. No, I, I remember two mills, and I never did figure out the other one. And then, and then they—they they only showed two of them, which was the, which was the king of the north or the king of the north, <laughs> uh, was it the ice king or something like that of the north, and uh, Isley. Isley, yeah, Isley is a creature. Uh, Isley, we we met, and we also met the the female one that was in the west or the, was specifically the south. Refuel. Refuel. And that's that's I think that's really the only ones that we really looked at. But yeah, Rafael was actually pretty awesome. Um, yeah, yeah I was, liked her. She- <laughs> that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about in the the pre the the review, but I couldn't really. And it, it's really fascinating how they had this. Yeah, you you're pushing your body, and then you get to the point where you can't go back. I think they were saying something like eighty percent of you is Yoma, you can't turn back. Um, and of course, Claire was kind of discovering this idea that you can actually still go back, even after you wake, and you can still revert back and become this half awakened um but it was cool to have them have these certain ones that have become awakened and then they just kind of drop back um they don't really re- explain it in the the show but you have this uh priscilla priscilla actually goes and fights uh isley <clears throat> and then after their fight she reverts back to a child form and she's just kind of childish at that point. She's back to her original human self before. That's the fascinating thing. It's before they even became a claymore. So even though she doesn't look anything like her claymore self, that's because that was her, you know, before she was even a uh, claymore. So she didn't have the blonde hair going on. Um, the same thing happens with uh, Isley, you'd assume, because he's just got kind of a, a normal look to him. 
Uh, and then, of course, Riffle, she just looks like this <clears throat> this little girl with, with long, uh, dark hair. It's just kind of the, the fascinating aspect of it, and it almost makes you want to go, almost want Claire to become awakened being and then go back and just be, you know, cute little Claire for the rest of the show. <laughs> you know, just goes goes on with uh, with uh, uh, Rocky. I, uh, um, another thing that I did want to point out is I did like the writing as far as the characters when they turn or when they become awakened beasts or awakened ones. Yeah. Um, and they, I was actually want to talk to you on the review, but they, they almost kind of act like they were confused about what was yeah. going on around them. And I, I loved the way they did that. Um, it wasn't like they were saying, um, they 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 didn't go crazy. They just were confused. It was, um, I like uh, Ophelia and how she was constantly going on about she she has to kill the 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 Yomas and then she she's she's chasing down Claire and gots her under the water and she sees a reflection. And she's like, "There's a Yoma right here," and she's looking at her own reflection and she's confused about, "Well, where is the Yoma?" And then she goes under the water and there's no Yoma there, and so she comes back out of the water and she's like. What? <laughs> Are you talking about Priscilla? No, Ophelia. She's the one that uh, that uh, turned while she was oh, fighting. Right. right. Yeah, I mean that's the same with Priscilla. She was constantly thinking that everybody was ki- the one that killed her, the Yumba that killed her brother. Yeah. Uh, even even Claire was delusional. In the idea of who she was fighting at the time it was always after Priscilla. Or Priscilla. Yeah, and, and and I like the fact that they they kept it. Um, generally grounded in the the base interests, uh, the base focus of whatever yeah, it, was it was. A big traumatic point in their life. Yeah, usually the point in which a Yoma attacked them, and that's what kind of what uh, Rocky kind of points out is everybody had this moment with uh, a Yoma. You're not you're not the only one who has had somebody killed by a Yoma, Claire. That yeah. was kind of an interesting aspect of it. That was one of the other points I really want to point out, and I kind of mentioned it to you earlier. I kind of enjoyed the fact that. Even though Iraqi was there for a reason, he did kind of give her a, a changing point in her life, and he, is, of course, has that moment where she sh- he shows up at the very end, and you would you would assume what's going to happen is he, she's going to beat Priscilla, and he's going to show up, and he's going to hug her and say he loves her, and she's going to revert back. No, actually, Jean is the one that saves her in the end. It was kind of kind of awesome because I actually kind of really liked Jean. She was she was pretty cool, and just to have that. Just so you know, I hated that scene. What do you didn't like about it? Gene died. Yeah, that it was really. <laughs> I think that was... no, I did like Gene, and I and I I I thought the scene was very. Well, she well was an attacker, fun. so she couldn't heal herself, and it it's all you you can't be an attacker. That's granted, granted, you I die mean, a lot. I, none of the, I mean, only one Claymore was ever a lolly. It seems. Yeah, and she was a number one, and she turned into an abyss. So obviously, lolly means power. Lolly means power. <laughs> she was the first. The she first the number first. one. She's the first number one. Um, but no, it was... I, I, I had this random thing pop in my head. And you had that moment where, of course, uh, Rocky's like, Oh, I love you. Don't change. And she's like, Oh, what? And then, Oh, get away from me. You're gonna... I can't stop. And then the little tentacle things fly around her and go to stab Rocky. And then all of a sudden you realize he's been bumped off the side. And there's... There's Jean and she's taking the hit and she's like, "Oh, oh, why'd you, you do that? I, I gotta save you. Don't worry, you gotta change back." And I had this mentality of I, I almost wanted this 
uh, like likened to like some old '90s comedy shows to have this moment where she's like, "No, you have to fight this. You're gonna get better." And she's like, uh, I-, "I can't do it. I can't stop myself." And the tentacles come flying out again. They go and they go to stab Jean again, but then Jean gets knocked out the side, and now it's you know uh, Priscilla. <laughs> Priscilla's there, and she's got her arms around her. It's like, "No, you have to change back because you didn't behead me, and and you gotta go." And be my rival. <laughs> you're, like, you're no, weird. no, you, 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 why are you stopping me? You can't do this. And then suddenly she's like, oh no, the tentacles are coming back out again. And they fly around, they go to stab her again. And then a cat appears and the cat's meow, 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 meow. <laughs> she's like, no, not the kitty cat. Why do I get this, 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 <laughs> like this came from Kung Fu 101 or something like that. Or Kung Pao 101. I, I'm thinking of a show that did something like this, and I just can't remember. It was it was a really old comedy. Didn't Kung show. Pao do that? Probably. Where about. each one of them were dying, and he kept running. Yeah, back that was them. that was yeah that one that one they did definitely do that. If you're uh, alive, then then surely when Blow is no, he's still dead. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is beyond bad. It's wrong. It's it's, it's, it's bad wrong. <laughs> there should be a new word, badong or. Wrong bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, yeah it was I had a, something. It was I a random thing that popped in my head. I had something I wanted to talk about, and you just messed me up with it. The, was a kitty cat part, wasn't it? Meow, 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 meow. It was no a cat. kitty cat. No, why did you stop me? I can't stop. The tentacles come out again. Meow. Yeah, I, I think that that's what's kind of set it off into the kung pao thing because I was thinking of the dog. <laughs> no, <laughs> dog. <laughs> And then he killed the dog. No, 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 not that dog. The, the dog, dog. They, the dog. Yeah, it was the same dog, huh? Yeah, the dog. Because the dog would. No, it was two different dogs. Actually. Well, the dog would died, and he was dog. And, and he was and he was sitting there whimpering, even though he was. Yeah, and the dog kind of just does a little reverse thing and comes back up. Oh, you're alive, <laughs> oh dog. That was a great show or movie. Why are we talking about Kung Pao? <laughs> it all comes. It all comes back to Kung Pao. That's true. Everything revolves around Kung Pao. I wanted to talk about something else involving this show, and I don't know what it is. You're, By you're, the way, that has a lot of spoilers in it. Yeah, if you buy the... I'm telling people that have already watched so don't read the booklet. It's got spoilers <laughs> in it, people. If you're listening to this, here's a service announcement. Don't don't read the book and the, the, the Blu-ray. Yeah, Gene was awesome. Even Dean was actually... I, I kind of liked Dee's story. I was kind of half expecting Undine to come back into... Undine's the one that would, would force her body to be half Yoma all the time, so she looked big and buff. And uh, I was half expecting after her little moment with... She uh, didn't crinkle. It's because she was outside before she came in. <laughs> I was kind of half expecting her to come back into the room in normal size and just to kind of prove the point that she's she's willing to open up to people. I love the, the concept arts for these characters. I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. I loved her artwork on, in her form. Oh, Ophelia, Ophelia, whatever her name is. No, Riffle. Ophelia was it was awesome too. Wasn't that Ophelia? No, that was Riffle. The uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm getting Molly mixed up. Girl. I'm getting mixed up. Ophelia was the was the, the big snake. snake. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of the character artworks was just absolutely phenomenal. That's what I was saying. It was when I was mentioning earlier about the the bigger Yomas. Of course, that was the awakened <laughs> beings, and it was just a lot of them were just very 
unique and fascinating. Like the one almost, that was almost killed. Almost one that almost see, ate right. You like, almost want to see all of the 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 claymores just randomly. Gene was pretty awesome as well. Become awakened just so you could see them all turn. <laughs> yeah, Gene. Gene was awesome as well. Yes, she was gorgeous. I was over, yeah. I was almost ho- half hoping that uh, Claire would become a full released, just because I was hoping that. And this is partly in her, as far as she actually went in the show. I was hoping there would be a point in which she would start to show uh, Teresa in her awakening. I think state. that she was. <clears throat> they were pointing out that she had uh, a similarity to Claire in the the mythos. They were kept referring to Claire and and. Uh, well, you know, I, Teresa, I didn't even think about it until we went I back. Didn't, I didn't really catch the the similarity. Besides, you might see the big claws on her back as being. Uh, wings of course they, i think they were kind of pointing that out as being her i kind of got i kind of got this and i totally didn't catch it when when we were um when we watched it through the first time i caught it when we were going back for the uh to listen to the dub stuff did you realize what was um uh teresa's power she was able to see the yuki exactly what is claire's yuki. power she had the same power. She had the same power. Yeah, I knew that. I, I've, I've seen that a while back. Well, I don't know if I seen it in the original time I watched it, but I did. I did notice it this time around. Well, that's one of the one of the things that were kind of fascinating about the show is that, and again, something I couldn't talk about in the spoiler area or the non-spoiler area. It was it, I enjoyed seeing Claire kind of slowly grab things from people. She was constantly absorbing people's uh, abilities. She yeah, was, she was almost like an ability sponge. <laughs> she she of course had what Teresa gave her. Um, and then she got the uh, the quick sword uh, from what was it? What was that one girl? I already forgot her name again. Um, she got the quick sword from somebody and the, her Hell arm, of course. Um, then she gained the ability to uh, f- uh, control somebody by using that with Jean because she learned that from her previous fight. I mean, she's she's constantly learning these things from different people, and it was kind of that. And she learned how to do the arm control, letting her one of her arms be consumed by the Yoma, uh, which was one of the main uh, fascinating things about the the single digits is they kind of were able to focus Yoma into one single uh, limb. And of course, she did that towards the later parts, where she let her entire legs be consumed by the the Yoma as well. And you know, it's, it's so funny because. I like the fact that they didn't they didn't sit there and focus on a power upping type system. It was more of a just releasing the power that was already there. You know what I'm saying? I I like that instead yeah, of I, I like that, but it, like I said, it did kind of turn into a power rate race thing at the very last part of it, which was kind of annoying. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm just like I, I'm talking about how it was a matter of learning how to control the power, not so much a actual power up session. Like, right. okay, you're, uh, you're allowed to go a certain uh, length. Yeah, Go Goku goes goes into the Goku goes into the time for for portal thing and trains for three days and comes out after doing five years worth of training. You know, it's 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 a matter of instead of him actually instead of these girls actually doing a training to get to the next level they're actually just learning how to control their power better and becoming more powerful in involving that yeah and then there was the fact that some of them were inherently stronger than other ones they were 
kind of pointing that in with with the the case where the girls were being forced to become awakened beings, and yet they were like, "Oh, you're not that great as an awakened being. Just just kill that one. That one's not that fast. This one's got to be real strong because she's a single digit. Let's let's awaken her and see what she turns into." That was kind of cool. I wish they did that longer so I could see more awakened beings. <laughs> Holy smokes! What? What are you What are you pointing out? Uh, Claire. Yeah. Yeah, she so she never did actually become a fully awakened, as far as I can tell. No, she was only. I I almost want to think that she would never be able to become fully awakened just because she was just a quarter. Yeah, she was. Well, I I was actually thinking about that. I, now that I think of it, that was another. Because I mean, even I even when was she was at the point where she could not return, when she was in the village, like I can't stop. She ended up becoming calm later on. Yeah. Do you? I almost do you wonder think- if she would never become fully awakened. Do you think, well, I, that that actually leads into what I was wanting to say is, okay, the fact that she's quarter, do you think that that is maybe why it's easier, easier, if it can be easier, um, for her to come back? Yeah, she, I would think that she... Since she has well, more of her humanity, technically. Right. So she has more ability to come they were, back. They so were kind of pointed fact. They were pointing out stronger. They were kind of just pointing out the fact that she had a human that she was had. She, she had a, another purpose besides fighting Yomas, and that was what gave her the strength to turn back. But yeah, I mean, you can easily say contribute that to why. Yeah. But the story for tor- story reason, what they pointed out was just the fact that she had Daki, so she had her purpose. But I was wondering. They didn't really specifically say that all the girls that were in the battle at the at that northern city, they don't they didn't really kind of point out it, why everybody was there. I almost kind of hint that it might have been another let's throw them there to get rid of the nuisance ones because they did have a lot of spitfires there. They had the entire four that were sent to kill the male awakened beast before so you kind of think that was a, a purging, but they never really kind of got into why the rest of the girls were there. No, they they kind of implied by the meeting that they wanted to really kind of, almost like they wanted to draw something out of Claire. Claire was a main focus. It's almost like that council was brought together for Claire. <laughs> I. I mean, I understand what the organization was there for, but well, I mean, they, it's, it's like they they, they really made it wanted... out that 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 battle was going to already happen. Well, they, they, they couldn't keep that battle from happening. Well, they they knew the battle was coming. To them? Yes. No. They, 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 they implied that um, that Rafool was, was building up her army to fight with Isili, or Isili. Yes. So, those two were going at it. The organization had nothing to do with it. I didn't, I didn't get that part of it. Maybe the organization thought that he was building well, up to be... come after them, but I seriously doubt it. Yeah, they were specifically saying that they were sending the the pack there to slow it down. Like they didn't, they didn't have any hope that it was going to happen. Well, at, at the same time, it also they, they also implied like something throwing people off something, their die. Something with uh, in what Riffle said, what implied that the organization was behind what she was doing too. Yeah, I did catch that. So I'm. Im- Maybe he they were wanting to slow Isley down. Well, I mean, it's, so it's obvious Riffle the organization. More time. It's it's obvious the organization are constantly trying to kind of figure play out what the, thing they can the, make next. Like, let's see pieces. what we can make that we can control. Well, that looks fascinating. Can we make that stronger and control it? Can yeah. we make this stronger and control? Obviously, the way can beans we can't control. 
So we need to make something that can still retain the power of a re- the power, a but not be and, yeah. uncontrollable. Yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting things that I wish I could talk to in the non-spoiler area. <laughs> we couldn't. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's really anything else we want to really kind of hit on. Um, really enjoyed the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Definitely give us feedback. You'll, there'll be a thread created for this uh, this particular podcast episode. It will be Make episode sure sixty six. Spoiler tags. Yeah, it'll be episode sixty six. Look in the anime discussion thread on the forums for episode sixty six. Uh, Claymore review and give us feedback what you thought about certain parts. <clears throat> but again, yeah, just use spoiler tags. It's really easy. There's a button at the top that says spoiler. You hit that and you put your information in the middle of it. Um, that way, anybody that's checking out the review doesn't see spoilers. That'd be bad. Well, we thank you for listening to this spoiler segment. We hope you enjoyed. Anything else? I'm going to say goodbye, everybody. Oh, Later, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>